بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين محمد رسول الله صلى الله عليه صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا فما بعد my brothers and sisters الحمد لله الله سبحانه وتعالى جل جلاله gave us today which is يوم الجمعة and it's important for us to know the importance of this day and what are the things we can do and what are the beneficial things. Yawm al-Jum'ah is, Rasulullah said, this is the Eid of the Muslims. Now, Eid of the Muslims doesn't mean simply that you send around messages on WhatsApp saying Jum'ah Mubarak. The Jum'ah Mubarak is not a Sunnah, incidentally. The Sahaba did not say Jum'ah Mubarak to each other. As far as I know, this is a, this is the Sunnah of South Africans. They started this. May Allah bless them. But anyway, uh, I'm not saying it is haram, but it's also not the Sunnah either. Jumu'ah is a day which has been chosen by Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala to be the best day of the week, and Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala gives us many different uh, rewards for this day. We have the Salah of Jum'ah, which is a very special Salah with the Khitab, with the Khutbah. And the Dua, Rasulullah said, there is one Sa'ah, there is one period of time in the day of Jum'ah. And right now we are in the day of Jum'ah, because we are in the night of Jum'ah. And the night comes before the day. So, Nabi said that there is a Sa'ah, there is a uh, time in the uh, in on the day of Jum'ah when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accepts whatever dua is made. So therefore we should be very conscious of and we should try to make as much dua as we can, inshallah. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to accept our duas. Then there is a very beautiful hadith of uh, narrated by uh, Anas bin Malik anhu, where Rasulullah said, the one who reads and recites durud, that is salat and salam, upon me 1000 times on the day of Friday, on the day of Jummah, which means starting from the Maghrib of Thursday till the Asr or till the time Maghrib starts in Friday. Whoever recites durood upon me 1000 times on the day of Friday will not die until he is shown his place in Jannah. Hmm? Imagine, what, is this, what does it mean? It means that inshallah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give us Jannah. And Nabi sallallahu said, you will not die until Allah has shown you this place in Jannah. Umar bin al-Khattab narrated another hadith where Rasulullah said, increase your recitation of durood, salat and salam upon me on the night and day of Jum'ah as your durood, your salat and salam is presented to me. I then make dua for you and ask Allah to forgive your sins. Now imagine what is the value of that. Rasulullah is saying that I will do dua for you for the forgiveness of your sins. So the first and foremost thing that I remind myself and you to do is do as much 
salat and salam on rasulullah sallam durood as you can right simply to say allahumma salli ala sayyidina muhammadin wa ala ali muhammad wa barik wa sallim right short durood this to do 1000 times will take you maybe half an hour maybe 45 minutes right if you think it is worth 45 minutes to be assured that before you die you will see your place in jannah then please do it so that is not difficult eh? the other big thing in juma is to recite which surah suratul kahf is to read suratul kahf and again many fadail of suratul kahf but one of the big fadail of suratul kahf is that it pro- it is protection from dajjal now protection from dajjal also the sifat of dajjal whatever is the uh, i don't like to use the word quality because quality means something good but you know the characteristics of dajjal which is love of uh, money love of power uh, disobedience of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala all of this so allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will save us inshallah from these things as well as from the dajjal if we are in the in that time of uh, allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's qadar Juma is also the day as i said where we have this special salah of juma now the salah of juma is very important to remember that the salah of juma the fard salah is only two rakat the khutbah which goes before the fard salah takes the place of the other two rakat of normal duhr salah that is why the ahkam the rules pertaining to the khutbah are the same as the rules pertaining to salah meaning that when the imam has started the khutbah when the imam gets on the member and says salam alaikum warahmatullah and sits down and then you hear the adhan of uh, juma from that time till the end of salah you are actually in salah so it is not permissible for you to talk or to do anything other than listen to the khutbah of the imam not even read Quran on your own including if somebody says salam to you you should not even reply and say wa alaikum assalam because you are in salah so when you are in salah you don't say wa alaikum assalam that is the rule so to sit and to sit respectfully and to listen attentively to the khutbah this is part of the salah of juma now sitting respectfully is alhamdulillah like how all of you are sitting here sometimes we see people sitting they leaning on the wall and both their feet are legs are extended and the feet are pointed towards the qibla and towards the imam this is highly disrespectful now you might say my um, my knee doesn't bend no problem sit in a chair islam is not telling you to put yourself to some pain and sit in a chair no problem you are young old makes no difference you sit in a chair but sit respectfully because you are in the house of allah the imam is not is not reciting his kalam he is reciting the kalam of allah and that is the direction of the qibla it is very important for us to do that third thing is very important also to on the day of juma as we know is to make ghusl and the ghusl of juma is after salatul fajr so it, if you bathe before salatul fajr it is not considered ghusl so after salatul fajr you pray you make ghusl and uh, not immediately after i'm saying before before the salat of juma you make ghusl Uh, wear good clothes for the men wear perfume and 
it's also important and it is also recommended that you cover your head. It is not haram not to cover your head. But we are not talking here haram and halal. We are talking here something which is afdal. What is the best when you go before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Which is the best way of doing that? And the best way of doing that is to go with your head covered. In all the ahadith of Rasulullah there is only one single hadith where it is narrated that Rasulullah prayed with his head uncovered and the sahabi who narrated the hadith, he said that he had just had a shower or bath and water was dripping from his blessed hair. One single hadith and he was not leading salah, he was praying on his own. There is no other hadith to say that Rasulullah ever was without a head covering. There are numerous hadiths, including the hadith of, of Ibn Umar who said that I saw Rasulullah giving the khutbah of Jum'ah and he was wearing a turban and amama which was black in color. He used to wear black, he used to wear white and he used to uh, wear an amama. He would tie sometimes the amama directly over his blessed head. Sometimes he would wear a cap and tie the amama on top of that. Sometimes he would wear a helmet because if he was in, 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 a, in a battle or something, he would wear a helmet and he would tie the amama over that. And that's why the amama for the khatib, again, this is not, I'm not laying down the rules. I'm telling you my preference. My preference is for the khatib. He must not only cover his head, but he must also wear an amama. This is the, uh, this is the afzal thing. This is the, the izzah that Allah has given you. So show the, 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 the thankfulness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by practicing the sunnah of Rasulullah. But if you see the khatib giving a khutbah with only a cap, there is no problem. Sometimes you might see a khatib giving a khutbah without any head covering. That is also not a problem. The khutbah is valid. Alhamdulillah, your salah is valid. And you, you do not need to go and criticize the khatib. But for the, for the, for the khatibs, I am saying, for your izza, Allah has given you the izza, so use it. Right? Show the gratitude to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for what He gave you by using that and ensuring that you, uh, wear an amama when you are giving the khutbah. Here you would have seen, Shaykh Wissam, I have seen him for the last 25 years. I have never ever seen the man giving a khutbah without an amama. Not once. I don't know if any of you saw him. Juma uh, khutbah without amama? Never. Right? Always, always. Very good. You must learn from everybody. Whoever are, are teachers, we should learn from them. And this is a very important sunnah of Rasulullah Um The time between the asr, time after asr, meaning between asr and maghrib of Juma is especially uh, valuable, especially for dhikr, for durood and so on and so forth. So wherever if you have some time, if you are able to do that, make use of that time also for these things inshallah. Many more things inshallah, but this is enough. Let's try to practice that. Lots of durood and especially try to do 1000 times durood and salam on Wasallam, recitation of uh, Surah Al-Kahf and then making lots and lots and lots of dua because that time where dua is accepted, uh, there are various narrations, but Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam did not specify a time. He said there is a, a there is a sa'a. So Alhamdulillah, use the whole time of Jum'ah to be connected with Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala and make dua and we ask Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala to accept our duas. Rabbana faqfir lana dhurubana wa kaffir lana sayyatina wa tawafana ma'ala warar. Rabbana atina fi dunya hasanatan wa fi l'akhirati hasanatan wa qila azabannar. Wa sallallahu ala nabiyil kareem wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. Jazakumullahu khair wa salam alaykum.